Listening to Hobbits at Heart. Yay! Here we are. Oh my are gosh, Lindsay. Again. <laughs> I'm so excited, and I literally say that every episode, and I point out that I say it every single episode. But I think this is a rare occasion, Lindsay, that we are recording in the daytime. I know. This is it's nice. a really nice change. I think in our last episode, Oh, you could tell that we were pretty slap happy because <laughs> it was the end of a the end of the night. So this is fun. Yeah. I'm like using my natural light here. I like it. I know. This is this is a good change for us. <laughs> um, I'm just so excited to jump into this chapter this week because we have a very special guest that we have brought on this week for all of you to meet. And it is our dear friend and fellow hobbit at heart, Nessa. Hi, guys. It's me, Nessa, (laughs) also a hobbit. (laughs) Yes. Yes, Nessa, you are definitely one of the most hobbity friends I have. Like if I, if I think of my friends who I associate with being a hobbit, you are for sure one of them. Oh, that's Mm -hmm. literally the nicest compliment I've ever had. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, great. I'm so glad. I know I feel that way when people tell me that too. I'm always like, what an honor. (laughs) Thank you. As I'm, you know, putting on my robe and grabbing another cup of tea and eating a snack. (laughs) Yes, exactly. Um, so Nessa, you know, we, every time we have a special guest, we always want to ask about, you know, your experience with Lord of the Rings. So when did you first discover Lord of the Rings? Did you read the books first or watch the movies first? Um, yeah. Just tell us, how did you get into the world of Tolkien? Yeah, I, I have a very similar story to you. I was about 11, uh, when the Fellowship of the Ring, uh, the film came out. I had never heard of Lord of the Rings before then. And a little friend of mine said, oh, you need to come over and watch this movie that just came out on VHS. (laughs) (laughs) And you're going to love it. So we watched Fellowship of the Ring. And then we watched it again immediately because I loved it. And I was immediately hooked. And um, yeah, I think I was, maybe I was 10. I was either 10 or 11. And it just, it hooked me. So I, I bought the soundtrack on CD and uh, made my mom go out and buy me the videotape. And then um, after that, I saw the last two in the theaters um, and my friend and I would dress up um, every time. And then I saw, I think I saw Return of the King like three times in the theater. <laughs> oh my goodness. My poor parents, my poor parents. <laughs> oh, that's so sweet that they took you though. I never actually finished reading the books, Lord of the Rings. They were very heady for me. Um, So I never finished reading them, but I am determined to at least listen to them on like recording or like tape um, at some point because I think I would do better. But I read The Hobbit after I watched um, Fellowship of the Ring, probably like two years later. I was a little bit older and I just fell in love. I think I finished it in two days and then... I've been reading it almost every year since then, just oh, wow. because it's, it's so comforting. It's a comfort book. <laughs> it is. It really is. I mean, there's is. some, you know, there's some sad stuff, but for the most part, like it's just, it gives you that feeling 
like when you're watching Fellowship of the Ring and it's the Shire in the beginning. And then every time the music plays throughout the films after that, that the Hobbit books do that for me like that music does. <laughs> mm-hmm. I 100% agree. I think I, I opened this podcast saying, you know, this is my comfort book. Like it feels <laughs> like going home. And I don't know, Tolkien did such a good job of like capturing that feeling somehow. I agree. No, I completely agree. And I'm almost, I'm so happy, obviously, that you know, we're reading through this and doing it for the podcast and it's so much fun. But part of me wishes I could just sit and read this for two days straight (laughs) and not take breaks. It's hard because it's such a good book. I'm envious that, um, that I can't have that experience, but one day I will, maybe I'll reread it every year. Just like you, Nessa. Oh, that would be beautiful. (laughs) Every year. (laughs) Oh my gosh. So that cute. would be fun. Mm-hmm. Also, I think it's interesting that so many of our guests, I think we were all around the same. I mean, I guess like, you know, we're all friends. So we're of all course, we're age. all around the same age, but it's interesting that most of us, yeah, like we're eight, nine, 10, 11 mm-hmm. when the movies and when the movies came out. And then it's just so interesting how we got so hooked immediately. Cause when I think of Lord of the Rings, I don't necessarily think of it being a kid's film, but yeah. it just, something about it I guess it's just so fascinating right I not be uh, this is gonna sound dramatic but I definitely feel like having Lord of the Rings and The Hobbit in my life shaped who I am like I don't know how or why exactly but something about them (laughs) I feel the same way I mean it's it's a very big part of my personality (laughs) (laughs) that's so sweet to hear about though like some of our other guests, like you said, Lindsay, talk about like, yeah, I was 11 and I dressed up and went to the movie theater. Like that's what I was doing, but with Harry Potter. Oh, beautiful. So to be able to understand like the level of fandom at that young of an age, I can understand it through Harry Potter, if that makes sense. Absolutely. Um, and the, like, what a cool experience to have had, you know, because mm-hmm. it's, oh, it's just so cool. I don't think I really realized that these movies, I knew I had heard of Lord of the Rings, but I didn't realize it was like such a fandom thing at that time. Yeah. yeah. And I feel that way, uh, Kelsey, about Harry Potter. So I didn't read Harry Potter until I was in my like early to mid twenties. So oh, I yeah. felt, yeah, I felt in a way that I had missed out on the childhood love you know, aspect of it. Cause I could have seen myself running around with a stick pretending to, you know, be and, Hermione. Um, yep. Yeah. <laughs> I was going to say when you said running around with a stick, I was picturing like a broom and I, in fact, was on my high school Quidditch team where we ran around with brooms between our legs, p- throwing balls through hula hoops on sticks on spike. I love things, that. So. That's yeah, magical. It was really cool. I was a beater. Oh, awesome. Yeah. Cool. Really quickly, Kelsey, you're a Gryffindor, right? I'm a strong Gryffindor puff, but Mm -hmm. now I've taken the Pottermore quiz a lot of times with like different accounts (laughs) and every time I'm a Gryffindor and I'm like, what? Really? I feel like a Hufflepuff, but you know, I'm just a strong mixture. I think I could see you as a Gryffindor. Yeah, for sure. I could definitely see you as either one. Mm -hmm. Thank you. I'm also a Ravenclaw. I'm a Hufflepuff, but I, oh, okay. I uh, would say I lean towards like, a like I took that one, like what mix are you? I'm like a Huffledore. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Nice. 
What about you, Nessa? Well, you're a Hufflepuff. I'm a Hufflepuff, but when I took that same, like, which combination are you? I was a, um, what they call it, a Ravenpuff. So it was like a oh, okay. Hufflepuff combination. I was like, ooh, okay, I guess I have some smarts. I, yeah, <laughs> I do. totally see that in you. That's awesome. Oh, but definitely fun. a Hufflepuff. I, I like cookies. <laughs> same. I mean, I feel like Hobbits, Hufflepuffs, very similar. Oh, yeah. yeah. You're right. You're right. Hardworking. Mm-hmm. They like things that grow and they like food. Mm-hmm. Loyal. Non-confrontational. Friendly. Yeah. Yeah. Dang. Oh, yeah. That's why I'm not a full Hufflepuff because I don't mind confrontation. Oh, my gosh. I love that. Throw me in. Me everywhere I go. I know, Kelsey. You always impress me when you're like, and so I told them this is what I thought. And I'm like, yes, Kelsey, you tell them. <laughs> Like that's you stand up for yourself, which I That's beautiful. Admire. What a gift. Oh, thank you. Oh what my gosh. Gift. All right. Well, should we dive oh in to should chapter we? five? Yeah. Yeah. There's a book we're reading. I know. I know. But this <laughs> so is so excited. nice though. It's so much um, fun. <laughs> all right. In true Hobbits at Heart fashion, Nessa, would you do us the honors of reading us into chapter five? Absolutely. Thank you. All right. <laughs> all right. Chapter 5, Riddles in the Dark. When Bilbo opened his eyes, he wondered if he had, for it was just as dark as with them shut. No one was anywhere near him. Just imagine his fright. He could hear nothing, see nothing, and he could feel nothing except the stone of the floor. Oh my goodness, Neza, I could listen to an audiobook by you. I was thinking of you to keep going. (laughs) (laughs) Anytime you want me to read for you, I will read for you. (laughs) Oh my goodness. Talk about that yearly book club. Sign me up. (laughs) The Nessa audiobook. Yes. (laughs) Um, I just have to say, I know we talked about this at the end of last podcast. I mentioned this and I know Nessa, you and I talked about this before we started recording, but this is by far one of my favorite chapters of the book. It just is such an amazing standout chapter. So I'm just so excited to discuss it. Me too. I mean, I'm excited to discuss it. I don't know if it's one of my favorites because I haven't read the whole thing yet, but what a standout chapter it's been so far. And I have to say my very first reaction, literally (laughs) the second paragraph, I was like, whoa, we're just jumping. Here we go. We're at the ring already. This is happening. Oh my gosh. (laughs) I was really surprised. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, okay. So before reading The Hobbit, I, and if those of you who that have listened since season one, you've heard me ask Lindsay a million bajillion questions, <laughs> but I, I remember asking you Linz about like, like the ring and how Bilbo gets it kind of. And you're like, it's really not part of like the main storyline of The Hobbit. And I was like, how, how is that possible? And then <laughs> just open this chapter. Bam. That's where it is. I just found it to be so interesting. I don't know. Yeah, I I wrote in my book, you know, that it, the way he finds the ring is just so simple because, mm-hmm. you know, obviously Lord of the Rings is all about the ring. But here it's just kind of like, oh, picked it up. What's this? Oh, let me put it in my pocket. <laughs> you know? I know. I was like, oh, literally, it's just that simple. And of course, you know, that happens in like the middle of the second paragraph. I didn't know what the rest of the chapter was going to bring. And so I'm thinking, is that literally it? <laughs> <laughs> the, like 
did Gollum just watch him from a distance and that's like all we get? Like, I don't know. I didn't know what to expect. And so obviously I was pleasantly surprised with the rest of the chapter, but that's I don't great. know. I know. I think I wrote down in my notes, Bilbo finds the ring. And I quoted, cause I love the phrase, the turning point of his career, although he did not yet know it. Mm-hmm. I was like, Ooh. Mm-hmm. Ooh. I actually, I underlined that, that sentence yeah. too. <laughs> It's such good, it's such good writing. I, I know you've been talking a lot about Tolkien's like writing Mm -hmm. something about this chapter. I find particularly charming and like, there's a bounce to it where it's Mm -hmm. all dark and scary, but it's also like, there's a bounciness to his language that I really like. (laughs) Yes. And I felt that too, particularly while listening to the audiobook, because I think that the narrator does a really good job of, um, voicing that and like in his tone and stuff and I actually had the thought later on in the chapter when they're doing the riddles I'm like if I was just reading it on my own I don't know if I would get that kind of like bouncy cheeriness from Bilbo's voice but it worked perfectly the way he read it so I agree with you yeah I have to say when I first read this again being 11 and I think Mm -hmm. I mentioned this on the last episode I vividly remember being in bed like kind of late-ish at night and like I should have gone to bed when I finished the last chapter, but I was like, no, I'm going to stay up and keep reading. And I was, Uh I wasn't like scared, but I was like, Ooh, this is a little scary. You know, it was intense. Yeah. I just need to call out that we don't really need to stay on it for too long. That of course he once again thought of himself frying bacon and eggs in his own kitchen, kitchen at home. (laughs) I feel himself getting hungry. Lindsay, I thought of you when I read that sentence. (laughs) I'm always hungry. (laughs) I also thought this is just one sentence, but uh, for me on the bottom of page 69, when he's saying like, go back, no good at all. Go sideways, impossible. (laughs) Like who thinks of going, I don't know. I just thought it was, it just made me giggle. I wrote that that was more life lessons with Bilbo because it says go back. He thought no good at all. Go sideways. Impossible. Go forward. Only thing to do. On we go. On we go. Yeah. (laughs) I underlined that whole thing. It should be on like somebody's, um, you know how on graduation caps, they'll put like phrases. Oh oh my gosh. (laughs) You should do that, Nessa, when you graduate. (laughs) Oh my gosh. Yes. That's what I Yes. Say go forward. On we go. Yes, I love it. Go sideways, so impossible. <laughs> it is quite literally impossible. Unless you're In a crab. Sense. Yeah. Um, before that, I actually had a note further up on page 69. I just thought it was so funny that um, he was just sitting there in the dark and, you know, such a hobbit thing to do. He's trying to smoke his pipe. And he found his pipe. It wasn't broken. He found his pouch. There was tobacco in it that was something he was all excited mm-hmm. and then he couldn't find any matches <laughs> but then yes and then I love that he's like even if I did have a match I probably shouldn't yeah. <laughs> light it up in here uh but it's such a hobbit thing to be like ah well might as well smoke and sit in here yeah in tunnel what else am I gonna do it's like no Bilbo <laughs> there's goblins I think I everywhere wrote, I wrote oh Bilbo such a creature of comfort thinking of home and his kitchen and frying eggs and his pipe <laughs> yes On that next page, I love, again, the description. It's like a full paragraph describing hobbits just like in general. And I really loved some of the information they have there, like gives me some more insight into Lord of the Rings, I feel like, because Tolkien describes 
Um, let's see, here we go. That they're more used to tunneling than we are. They do not easily lose their sense of direction underground. Mm -hmm. um, oh, where is it? I'm so sorry. Oh, they recover wonderfully from falls and bruises and they have a fund of wisdom and wise sayings, et cetera, et cetera. But the simple sentence about like recovering quicker from injuries, I was like, oh, maybe that probably helped Frodo and Sam get as far as they, as far as they did. You're right. I didn't think about that. You're right. That probably did. I, I don't, because I remember the entirety of Lord of the Rings. I'm saying, oh gosh, don't their feet hurt? Like, look at this. Their lips are so cracked. Doesn't it? Like all this stuff, <laughs> their nails are so gross. You know, like all these things that I would bring up like every week. How are they climbing? Yada, yada, yada. And now we know why. Oh, and I, I love that hobbits are like these tiny little creatures, but they're actually very strong, you know, yeah. like very wiry. Well, I don't know about wiry. Actually, they're not wiry. They're stout. But um, <laughs> I don't know the word I'm looking for. They're, they're tough. Just, stout they're tough. is a good yeah. word. They're tough. I think I wrote, um, oh, because it's that, well, that part you were just saying where they have a fund of wisdom and why saying that, that men have most never heard of or forgotten long ago. Mm -hmm. But I would love to know what wise sayings the hobbits have that we don't know. Like what other hobbit phrases are there that we could be using every day? <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's so cool to think about. Yeah. I bet they have some cute little phrases. I bet they oh do. Gosh. I bet they're just like so darling. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> they're so relate. Hobbits are very relatable. I think hobbits are supposed to be like regular people. Like even though there is like humans you know, I think they're relatable too, but there's something about hobbits that's like relatable. I think mm -hmm. for most people. Just the 100%. average countryside person. Mm -hmm. <laughs> it's the simple life, you know? Yeah. The simple and on life. some level we can relate to them, whether it's because of our experiences or because we like long to live a life like they live. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Agreed. Yes. Uh, so um, after that, he continues, you know, walking along. And I like how um, it says that I do not know how long he kept on like this, hating to go on, not daring to stop on and on until he was tireder than tired. Oh. Mm -hmm. And I was like, oh, man, we've all been there. and We've been tireder <laughs> than tired. Um, and then he splashes into some water. And I just wrote, like, I feel like any... Thing, like any video game, you know, when I'm playing D&D, &D, watching a movie, it doesn't matter. I'm always so terrified of the water, like never trust the water. <laughs> really? Yeah. yeah I don't know why. Yeah. There's always some creepy creature in there that you're not expecting. Or in my case, you are expecting because. <laughs> <laughs> never trust the water. True. Yeah, I guess this is true. I was like, um, I don't really, I don't know if I really relate to that. But then again, the only video games I'm really playing is Animal Crossing. And I trust the water in Animal Crossing, except for, I will say, Breath of the Wild sometimes. Mm -mm. Mm -hmm. You can't trust that water. Oh my gosh. Breath of the Wild. Yeah, you're right. I lost a horse to the water once. It, it took me back to it because I was listening to your podcast from last week and I was like, bye, pony. <laughs> As it's just sliding it's down. How sliding. did it, did it just slide? It? What happened? <laughs> I don't know. 
don't know how I did it, but I got it to walk along this tiny, like it was a side, the rock was like really, really slope. And I, it kept walking. So I was like, I'm just going to keep going with this. I'm not going to argue with this horse. And then it stopped and I had to try to, I had to get off the horse and just watched as it slowly sank <laughs> into the water. And I could I'm so sorry. This is the funniest thing I've ever heard. Oh my gosh, I'm crying. And I never saw it again. That is so tragic. <laughs> I'm so sorry, Nessa. Did you name that horse? No, I'm you okay. know what's so sad the whole time I was thinking, thank goodness this wasn't my stable horses. <laughs> <laughs> I know that was my thought. Maybe you could go back to the stable and pick him up. I don't think so. It was just too late for that horse. <laughs> that I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm just picturing it, just like sliding down the hill, but just acting normal like me. <laughs> it wasn't, it was still doing its normal horsey animations. <laughs> <laughs> Good. I wonder if that was like a glitch in the game or. <laughs> it had to be. I'd never seen anybody else do that before. <laughs> Oh, oh my so gosh, funny. that was the hardest. I've laughed in a really long time. That was really good. <laughs> Thank you for sharing that uh, story, crying. Nessa. Oh, I got lots of Breath of the Wild stories for you, Kelsey. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> hey, maybe Nessa, after this, you can help me because I cannot beat one of the levels. <laughs> I mean, I don't know how helpful I am, but if it's about how many apples I have or where to find a Korok, I've got you. Mm, okay, <laughs> perfect. Um, okay, I don't know about you all, but my next note is about Gollum. Oh, me too. Okay. I don't know Go if Lindsay have ha- Okay, mm-hmm. so literally on that next page, when they start describing Gollum, I was like, oh my God. I literally wrote in all caps in my notes, like, Gollum! because it's just happening and I just love that I this is why I asked my question earlier about like the order of the books because it's really a cool perspective to read this already knowing about Gollum and the ring yeah but I feel like it makes it better in a way because if you didn't you might not understand the severity of everything else that's been happening so I really loved that we the reader know but Tolkien doesn't acknowledge that we know like sometimes you might find in a book because at the time of writing it, the reader wouldn't have known. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. Absolutely. So I just really enjoyed the perspective of it. But just that sentence, he was Gollum. I was like, oh my God. Oh, it's so good. Here he comes. Kelsey, and I know you kind of said this earlier, but were you expecting to meet Gollum? I mean, did you know Gollum was in this book? So, okay. So here's the thing. In Lord of the Rings, they show that little clip, right? Mm-hmm. Of like, Bilbo finding the ring and picking it up like this. And then is Gil- is um Gollum in that clip too? Are you they just fighting? Hear him. You okay. hear him screaming as Bilbo, Bilbo's leaving. Right. You hear- yeah, you hear him screaming like Baggins or something. He says okay. precious, precious is lost. That's right. Okay. Yeah. So I didn't know if they met or if Gollum because obviously in Lord of the Rings like Gollum knows the name Bilbo Baggins right so I'm like Gollum has to have known that Bilbo has the ring but I didn't know everything that was about to happen like I thought maybe Bilbo would pick up the ring and Gollum like saw it happen but then Bilbo just continues like a jolly old hobbit <laughs> so and little did she know yeah I know the I know. riddle battle that was the best I know. I think my note says, here comes Gollum. 
<laughs> just here he comes. Here he is. <laughs> and then I think I said, poor guy. I, I look back at my notes and I have a lot of like, I guess it's sympathy for Gollum. Like, I don't know. He's such a sad, like, character to me. I like him. Mm-hmm. And you're not supposed to, I don't think. <laughs> I yeah. felt that too. Yeah. I also put in here, I love the description of his sneakiness. And it reminds me of the scene in Lord of the Rings where they're going up the black stairs and Sam's like, what are you doing? And, and Gollum sarcastically replies, sneaking. And I was like, <laughs> oh my gosh, this is what he does best. This yes. is what he does best. He's a sneaker. He is. I thought it was interesting to, I don't know why I just made this connection of that. Of course, Gollum would live in a lake and have a little boat that he paddles around in because he was originally a, a hobbit who lived by the river. Oh. So I was like, oh, that makes sense why he would be good at like fishing and feel more at home on the water. And I think, yeah, it kind of just made me a little bit sad for him. Like, oh, poor Gollum, <laughs> you know, he found the closest thing to home that he could in this dark mountain I oh know. Lindsay that's so sad I never thought of it that way oh I thought, no <laughs> I, thought, <laughs> I thought back to that scene is that the beginning of return of the king or mm-hmm. okay that scene I thought of it like the entire time reading this chapter because I was just like oh no oh. yeah because you feel bad for him and then I was like hmm pretty sure he killed his cousin or whatever within seconds to yeah. get this thing. So I feel a little less bad. However, it's not his fault. It's the ring. Yeah. Anyways, we're not going to read dive into all of that. <laughs> uh, I also thought I have a note on the next page, um, you know, uh, that even the goblins are scared of Gollum. Um, Cause it says that they, they avoid the lake because they know that, you know, anytime they go down to the lake, there's a possibility that the, go- that the goblins won't come back. Mm-hmm. And that was just, again, a reminder of like, okay, you know, we do feel kind of sad for Gollum. He is very pitiful, but he's also like not a force to be reckoned with. Mm-hmm. And I feel that you don't always see that even in the movies and in Lord of the Rings, like he's kind of this like pathetic sniveling kind mm-hmm. of funny at times creature, but it's like, no, Gollum will kill you and eat you. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> yes. Truth. Yeah. And I Truth. I think that at this point, you know, we don't really see that yet, obviously, because he still, as far as he is concerned, still has the ring. He's like not on his crazy search for it and isn't as desperate. Obviously, that takes a turn at the end of the chapter. But um, yeah, I think that's a good point, Lindsay. Yeah, you're right. I think I have a I have such a random note in here. I said, why is everything so slimy? <laughs> <laughs> There's a lot of good slime descriptions in this. I was like, ooh, everything's yeah. slimy. Yeah, it does say actually Gollum lived on a slimy island of rock in the middle of the lake. Ooh. <laughs> yeah. I don't know if you've ever swam in a lake before, but sometimes there is like algae that forms in a lake and it's just ooh, so yeah. slimy. Not a fan. Not a fan, honestly. (laughs) I wrote that in the audiobook, the narrator did such a good Gollum impression. At first, I was like, is this him or did he take audio of Andy Serkis? Like, I thought he did such a good job. Yeah, he really did. And I think, too, with the like the Gollum, like coffee, coughing Uh fits. Um, 
it was like he made them his own, but it still sounded just like him. Very impressive. That's impressive. That's hard to do. I know. I thought of KP during this whole thing. Thought of Kirsten. I was like, hmm, I wonder what impressions she could do of these riddles. <laughs> I'm sure she would love to do them for you. Next I know. You oh my gosh, that'd be so good. <laughs> yeah, I also loved reading Gollum's voice because I know that in Lord of the Rings, you know, we hear him say things like hobbitses and all the plurals things, right? Like handses and stuff like that. But yeah. I just loved reading it written. It just, I don't know. I liked it. It's charming. But yeah. it's just, it's so cute. It's kind of cute and like, oh, this is different, you know? Mm-hmm. But I don't think a lot of people write how, it's nice to hear the sound as you're reading it. It helps you to like hear mm-hmm. it as well in your imagination, you know? I like yeah. that a lot. <laughs> yeah. And that it's an actual intentional like character trait of him of how he talks as opposed to like a choice that Andy Circus maybe had made. Yeah, it, it it shows you that this is how he was written. Like mm-hmm. Andy Circus was just reading the lines pretty straight. <laughs> yeah, I love that. I think I put that because he gets ex- Gollum gets excited about the riddles. Like that's the only thing he could think of, and I thought that that's probably the only fun thing he can remember doing. And like. The only fun thing he currently does is riddles. And I just like how li- how lit up he gets about doing riddles with Bilbo. <laughs> I didn't even think of that. I didn't either. But it's yeah. <laughs> like <laughs> once he's... again, I'm like, oh, here we are. I know. I put what a sad figure he cuts. Just well, you're so... right. Like he's probably had no fun for I don't know at this point. Don't ask me how long they've been on this journey because I will not be able to tell you. <laughs> Months, I don't know. But he probably, this is the, like, first time that he's like, oh, this is a fun, like, game thing. This reminds me of home. Yeah, it's so cute. And he and Bilbo are kind of on the same page, too. I like that they're thinking similarly. And I think that's a good way to show that Gollum still has a bit of that hobbit in him somewhere. Mm -hmm. You know, Mm -hmm. it's cute that Bilbo's the one that brings it out. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Aw, they probably could have been friends once. (laughs) I know. Like, part of me was thinking, like, are they going to – is Gollum going to say that he used to be a hobbit? Like, are we getting to this level? And, of course, not, but still. Yeah. Uh, (laughs) Then we kind of go into the riddles. What Mm -hmm. I call the riddle battle, whatever. (laughs) Um, And I just wrote (laughs) – I always feel so – stupid when it comes to riddles like I am just so not good at riddles um and it made me think about when I play D&D you know there are sometimes especially in this campaign that we're playing right now we keep having to go to these different uh temples and every temple has a riddle and I play there's five of us and there are some times where we will deliberate over a riddle for like an entire hour of like well maybe it means this well maybe it means this wait do you think it means this and we're like writing it down and we're like dissecting it and we're like no we should go with that one because it says this and then we like confuse each other and then we're like no 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 and there's been a couple of riddles that we've solved and then there's been a few that we've completely failed and (laughs) I don't know I just I love riddles but um I think I would have been eaten if I were a Bilbo I'm just saying (laughs) I you know, agree I with such, you, Lindsay. Such high stakes riddles. <laughs> Either you win I know. or I you. <laughs> yes. 
that's what I wrote. These riddles are intense. I feel like so much is at stake, but I didn't really know what exactly, because all they said was whoever like wins or loses has to do what the other person says essentially. Right. Or did Gollum say like, I will eat you if you lose. I think he said, I'll eat you. (laughs) Oh, well then never mind. I must've read right past that. (laughs) Yeah. It says it must have a competition with us. My precious. If precious asks and it doesn't answer, we eat it. My precious. If it Uh asks and we doesn't answer, then we does what it wants. Mm -mm. Okay. You're right. Well, the stakes are very high then. And I was not going to attempt to read that like Gollum because I cannot do a Gollum. That's okay. I didn't either. (laughs) I was confused by something. I noticed he says chestnuts, chestnuts. And I was like, I feel like I've heard riddles referred to as chestnuts before this, but I don't know where. I don't know what that comes from. I don't know if you guys know anything about that. I don't know. I had read it as him saying like chestnuts, like he was remembering eating chestnuts. But well, I don't know. Later on, Bilbo also mentioned something being a chestnut. He's like, this is an easy chestnut. Yeah. So I I think it. it Yeah. Yeah. Let's look it up really quick. (laughs) I was like, wait, I feel like I've heard a riddle referred to as a chestnut before. And I'm confused. I mean, chestnuts are delicious, but I wouldn't ever make that connection. Oh, I, I think it comes from this possible definition of chestnuts, an old, frequent, frequently repeated joke, story, or song. Bilbo's riddle was as well known, and oh god, I can't read. Bilbo's riddle was a well known and easy to guess one. So oh. I think you're right. Another comment: yeah. Old British slang goes, "Oh, that old chestnut." When someone refers to something classic or well known. Oh, that's cute. I'm going to start using that. <laughs> that old chestnut. Okay, that, that chestnut. makes sense. That's cute. That is cute. What a hobbity thing to say. Lindsay, we'll add this to hey, our... there's a hobbit phrase. We can yes, <laughs> an old chestnut. 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 What were you saying? I was going to say, Lindsay, what? Uh, you can add this to your list with um, Bob's your uncle and in a uh, <laughs> shoot... Uh, shoot! I almost what? What is it? Down, down, Before down, you can and say Goblin. Tinder and <laughs> yeah, yeah, that one. <laughs> Before you can say Tinder and Flint, oh, Chestnut, Bob's your uncle. I love it. You <laughs> uh, sounded like a like a nineteen forties or nineteen twenties like film star. Silent oh film yes, star. yeah. <laughs> uh, oh, going goodness. back to um just their arrangement of you know Gollum saying like I'm gonna eat you if you if you fail basically I wrote this is some squid game shit <laughs> yeah. I don't know if you guys have seen squid game but I yes. was like oh my god <laughs> yes I seen it but I certainly saw a lot of memes it's a it's a really intense yeah way. yeah that's what I heard I think my husband like pre-watched a couple episodes because I was curious about it. And he's like, let me see if, if you're going to like it. <laughs> like, proof, proof watched it for me. And he's like, I don't think so. <laughs> yeah, I will say like, it is so good, but it, it is good. very dark and heavy. Ooh, and there's a lot to take on in the middle of a pandemic. I think it was but the also, bloody yeah. that he was like, I don't think you're going to like that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's definitely, definitely, I would yeah. say they don't hold back there. 
sometimes you but it's yeah. a good comparison i could see this as being one of the games right <laughs> i know answer my riddle or else i'm gonna kill you <laughs> <laughs> i mean that's basically what's happening here <laughs> yeah oh man intense i don't know about you all but i was trying to figure out the riddle before like i got the answer to see if i could know it um but I really didn't get any of them. <laughs> yeah. They're difficult. I, yeah. I used to try to do that when I first read the book the first couple of times. I'd always be like, oh, what could the answer possibly be? And I can never get them. Mm-mm. I will say I've read it so many times now that I do know all of the answers, but that's only from repetition. <laughs> yeah. Same. I've, oh. I've definitely used these on like coworkers before. <laughs> nice. <laughs> Luckily, they didn't read The Hobbit, so they didn't know the answers. Yeah, they maybe didn't even know what it was from. I actually, the, I don't know which number it is, but the one that's the sun on the daisies. Mm -hmm. um, I love when it says that it, Gollum brought up memories of ages and ages before when he lived with his grandmother in a hole on a bank by the river. Because it's nodding at, you know, Bilbo said, um, he remembers these like types of riddles from the Shire, right? So for Gollum to kind of remember them too from where he lived as a hobbit. Yeah. I, I know. It's like again, who's like going back to I know. Oh, I want the backstory yeah. of him with his grandmother. I want right. to watch that. <laughs> right. I want to see that. Let's see a happy backstory for Gollum. Yeah. I do think that particular riddle is very confusing it's an eye in a blue face saw an eye in a green face that eye is like to this eye said the first eye but in a low place and not in a high place and next to it I wrote what the hell (laughs) (laughs) I will say like reading it back right now I'm like oh yeah that makes sense the eye in the blue place is the blue face is the sun an eye in the green face is the daisy right like inside of of bed of grass the that eye is like to this eye because maybe they're both yellow but one's in the sky and one is on the ground mm-hmm. that is how I understood it yeah looking back on it it's definitely a lot easier but when you first hear it it's like what mm-hmm uh, we didn't really get very many questions uh, for this chapter, but Stephen did tell us that he used the egg riddle uh, in D and D because you know he's a dungeon master, and that one is a box without hinges, keys, or lid, yet golden treasure inside is hid. And I was like, "Ooh, that's that's clever to use that in D and D." And then it says when Gollum suddenly remembered teaching his grandmother to suck eggs and I was like is that a thing that you like is that (laughs) I have so many questions about do you just suck the eggs raw do you like tap a little hole in it and like like suck it out okay hold on I could I could see that I could see that I might regret this but I'm gonna google it (laughs) Just remember to delete your browser history later. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, oh, God. Oh, no. Oh, no. Okay. Hold oh, on. no. <laughs> You're so oh, great. Oh, 
Teaching grandmother to suck eggs is an English language saying that refers to a person giving advice to another person in a subject which with the other person is already familiar. Really? So like your grandmother, quote unquote, probably already knows how to do it. So you're teaching her something she's already familiar with, but oh, oh, hold on. No, you're right. You're right. Hold on. I literally just read it. It's making me scroll. I hate it when it does that when it's like in the preview and then you click on it and it's like all the way. Yeah. And I'm like, I know I have to find it. It does. It did say it's a way of eating eggs raw by um, poking a hole in the shell, but I just can't find the actual article. That's so I'm sorry, but I do uh, raw eggs does not sound well and Nessa you're vegan too right so that probably yeah. sounds particularly <laughs> disgusting to be fair I have never been much of an egg fan myself so <laughs> that I can't yeah even- yeah sorry it's gross so it <laughs> does <laughs> say <laughs> Lindsay it does say sucking eggs is a way of eating them raw by making a small hole in each end in each end and sucking the contents into one's mouth <gasps> that texture talk about slimy (laughs) oh my god oh no oh no i can't (laughs) like that sounds like a very golem thing to do as golem but then when it said that he did that with his grandmother i was like okay well he must have been a hobbit at this time how but here's the thing if there's also a saying that goes with this i'm like did it come from this book or did that just also exist and tolkien is using both sides of it Ooh, that's a good question. I because think Tolkien they're is clearly talking using, about. I think Tolkien was probably using both sides of it because Tolkien does throw in a lot of funny little sayings. Like even when he's like, and that's how the game of golf was invented. Or I feel like <laughs> yeah. Tolkien is like very cheeky <laughs> sometimes. He, he is very yeah. cheeky. Yeah. Ugh. I just. <laughs> that's so funny. Oh, now I'm going to be thinking about eggs. Yeah. If they're really fresh eggs, I guess it'd be all right. I think the eggs here probably you couldn't do that no. with. But if it's right out of the chicken, maybe. Ugh, I need to drink some water. Um, I just had a, a little note about the next one. The one that is about fish. Alive without breath, as cold as death, never thirsty, ever drinking, all in male, never clinking. And, you know, Tolkien wrote, I imagine, you know, the answer, of course. And I was just like, LOL, no. Yeah. (laughs) Same. Well, I also didn't get the all in male, never clinking part of it. Because it's uh, got scales. Mm -hmm. Like scale. Like chain mail. Chain mail. Oh, I see. I see. Mm -hmm. I never thought of fish that way. They are in little chain mail. Yeah. Little scale meal. Scale meal. And then the next one I think is the most confusing riddle of them all. No legs lay on one leg, two legs sat near on three legs, four legs got some. And I it's just so wrote confusing. WTF? Like <laughs> what? Yes. You know what? This one reminded me of that riddle that's um you're in a room with no windows, no doors, a table. And a table. How do you get yourself out? Have you heard of this riddle before? No. Oh, oh what? my goodness. <laughs> You're, I think this is it. Okay, let me make sure I'm getting it right because I know the answer. I just want to make sure I'm asking the question right. Hold on. 
You're in a room with no windows, doors, or any exit. The only items are a mirror and table. How do you escape? Is there an entrance? No entrance or exits. <laughs> I can't believe <laughs> you haven't heard this before. This is hard. I'm like, I don't know. You look at yourself in the mirror and wish you were somewhere else. <laughs> I don't know. I was thinking too. You're close. Like, in a way, you're close. Is this like Alice in Wonderland? Like you go through the licking class? I don't know. Um, Not quite. It doesn't actually make sense is my what I'll tell you. Like it wouldn't work in real life. It's just kind of like a quote unquote fun riddle play on words type thing. I don't like that. Oh my god. Um do you put the mirror on the table and you just look into it? (laughs) No, I think I'm enjoying this so much because this is a riddle I've known since like I was a kid just as like a sing-songy type riddle and so I am just surprised neither one of you have heard of it before okay well I was homeschooled so (laughs) okay okay (laughs) that's my excuse (laughs) I have Um, no excuse (laughs) I really have no idea I'm like you put the mirror under the table you put the mirror on the table you you're gonna hate me when I tell you the answer okay tell us the answer (laughs) okay are you ready are you ready okay You look in the mirror, you see what you saw, you take the saw, cut the table in half, (laughs) two halves make a hole, and you jump in the hole. (laughs) What? (laughs) (laughs) I told you you would hate me. That's brilliant. Yeah, it's not a literal thing. It's just kind of like a... It's like a play on words. You see what you saw, you take the saw. That is cute. Yeah, and that's why it's like sing-songy in my brain. You look yeah. in the mirror, you see what you saw, you take the sock at the table in half, or yeah, because the table in half, two halves make a hole, so you jump in the hole. That's cute. Okay. Yeah. I can see that being one of these riddles. Yeah, Absolutely. Totally. Absolutely. Oh, man. All right. Well, we know which one of us would have survived. I know. <laughs> <laughs> no, Kelsey. but I already knew that one. Oh, my gosh. Well, um. My roommate, Mike, sent us some riddles to try out if we want to. You all know Mike, um, if you've listened to this before as well, because he was a guest during, I think, fellowship. Yeah, uh, two, oh, no, towers. two towers. Two yeah. towers. Yeah. Um, I'm trying to see how the answers are clearly written on this, so I will be the one asking the riddle. Okay. If that's, that's all right fine. with you two. Okay. Right, let me it. find – give me just a second to find – should I start with an easy one? Yeah, yeah. please. <laughs> Make us feel – but what if you say it's an easy one and then we're just stopped? <laughs> it's inevitable. Okay, I yeah. got this one earlier. Okay. What what has many teeth but cannot bite? A comb? Yeah. That's what I was gonna say, and I couldn't think yes. of the word comb. <laughs> woo, woo! Yay, Nessa! I got the easy one. <laughs> yes, I'll do I'll try and do another one. This is a a classic. Okay. What gets wet while drying? Gets wet while drying? Mm-hmm. Paint? <laughs> Does that make any sense? No. <laughs> <laughs> what gets wet while good. drying? What gets wet while drying? Uh, a raindrop? <laughs> <laughs> no. That doesn't make any sense. Yes, it does. <laughs> How does it make sense? I'm sorry. Oh my goodness. I okay. thought this one was easier when I did it. I'm so sorry. That's no, okay. it's okay. Tell us. 
A towel. Oh, that's so That smart. doesn't make any sense. Yeah. How does it towel- get wet while it's drying? Because it's drying your hands. Oh, oh. and then it's getting wet. <laughs> I see. It's getting wet in the act of drying somebody else. Drying yeah. As, yeah. as an action, not. Oh. Not like it's mm-hmm. hanging up to dry. That's not- what I was okay. thinking. I was like, oh. That makes okay. Now it makes sense. Thank you for explaining. <laughs> you got this. You got this. Okay, this one I did not get earlier. I do have the answer here, but it was too difficult for me. I have cities but no houses. I have mountains but no trees. I have water but no fish. What am I? A globe or a map? Yes. Oh my gosh, Lindsay. Oh, <laughs> I got one. So smart Lindsay. Oh my gosh. Oh my gosh. That one literally took me like 20 minutes and then I gave up. <laughs> that was impressive. That's, that's so interesting. All of our brains work so differently. Because yes. the towel one, I was like, that makes no sense. <laughs> <laughs> well, oh, that was my fun, goodness. Kelsey. Yeah. Thank you. I mean, thanks, Mike, for giving us the idea of adding some riddles. I found um, an easy one. If you oh, want to okay, try yes. one more easy one. Yes. Give Ooh, that way I can try one too. Yeah. And I feel like it was appropriate. Okay, it says, what has a ring but no finger? Oh, I think I know the answer to this, but I want to see if Kelsey knows. Saturn? I mean, that's technically <laughs> not wrong. <laughs> oh, that's what I thought it was. Okay, so I'm not, I'm not right either. Has a ring uh, but no much finger? Much smaller oh, than a planet. A phone? <laughs> yeah! Oh, that's so good. That was very relevant. Thanks, Nessa. Anytime. I love it. Oh my goodness. I love this so much. Well, that was really fun. I just want to say the last riddle is my favorite riddle. I've quoted this before. Um, and it's this thing, all things devours birds, beasts, trees, flowers, gnaws, iron, bites, steel, grinds, hard stones to meal, slays Kings, ruins town and beats high mountain down. (gasps) So good. And the answer, of course, is time. (laughs) I don't know. I just have always liked that one. I just think it's like very clever. I do like that one. And I think it's like beautifully written too. Mm -hmm. Some of the other ones are kind of like yucky, like the fish and all that stuff. But this one is like, oh no, this one feels like a poem. (laughs) Yeah. Oh, it does. You're right. Like sucking eggs. (laughs) (laughs) I can't believe we had to look all of that up. I know. Um, Well, right after this is when Gollum's like disappointed and he's like, no, no, no. Now ask me like one more question. Right. And oh my goodness, the amount of frustration I had when Bilbo asked this question, I was like going insane. But here's the thing. Of course, he asks, what have I got in my pocket? And all of us know that the ring is in his pocket. I was so frustrated because, like, we know about the ring and, like, you don't want it to be seen or known or anything like that. And so I was like, really, Bilbo? Your fucking pocket? Like, that's what you asked? You could have asked anything else about his pipe or about, like, how old he is or literally anything. But he decides to ask about this random ring that he just found on the ground, put in his pocket. Oh, Bilbo, you scamp. I know. uh, I don't know. Call me dramatic, but I was like really upset at him. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, 
he did kind of ask it to himself, like, huh, what do I have in my pocket? And then Gollum thought that was the question. But it is kind of like knowing who Gollum is and knowing where this is going. Like, come on, Bilbo. Like, you <laughs> yes. made your life so much harder. Now who's the drama? Mm-hmm. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> I thought it was funny. I made a, a note because, you know, it says Gollum was more upset than ever. He thought of all the things he kept in his own pockets, fish bones, <laughs> goblins, teeth, wet shells, a bit of bat wing, a sharp stone to sharpen his fangs on and other nasty things, which for yeah. one thing was just funny to me, like the things he has in his pockets. <laughs> yeah. But My- also Gollum <laughs> has pockets. That's what I said. Where? I, <laughs> I was like, does Gollum even have pockets? Is this like a kangaroo situation? I really don't know. The <laughs> pouch. I kept thinking of the um the Little Mermaid song where she's you know I got gadgets and gizmos and everything. <laughs> imagining Gollum but it's like a stone to sharpen his teeth and some bones and a seashell and like in his little cave (laughs) now I'm just picturing Gollum singing on the rock (laughs) with the water (laughs) oh singing part of your world oh my gosh oh Gollum he just wants to be where the people are (laughs) oh my goodness he's got bat wings and fish bones aplenty (laughs) Oh my gosh. Oh, that's good. Oh, I love that. Okay, now we need um, a Hobbit the musical, but it's all Disney songs. <laughs> Gollum <laughs> is Ariel. <laughs> yes. Oh my gosh. Somebody uh, art that quick. Yeah. Uh. So on the um, next page, uh, where is it? Oh, Gollum is like, I'll be right back, right? And he goes to his little island. Of course, Bilbo is like, he's probably not going to come back. And they start saying how he has a ring on the on his little island. My stupid brain is like, I'm sorry, what? There's a second ring? <laughs> <laughs> Literally, I was like, WTF, Gollum has a different ring. And then like two minutes later, oh, never mind. I see what's happening now. <laughs> Never mind. Imagine if he did, though. I well, that's why I was like, wait, what? <laughs> I totally thinking, deadpan. I like think, thinking about all the rings. This whole chapter makes me think. All right, well, we know that what the ring does when somebody wears it. What does it do? What do the other rings do? Because there are mm. other rings, as we saw in Lord of the Rings. Like Galadriel has one. Um, one of the dwarf kings had one, uh, Gandalf has one. Right. What do they do? I think they do all do different things because I remember reading somewhere that Gandalf's ring, it's like the ring of like hope or something like that. Like that's why he's able to inspire people because he has the power of that ring. So it's nothing to do with his accomplishments and all about the ring. Because we all know that Gandalf is just a sassy wizard. No. Yes. And he shows up late to every party. Three times. But he has that ring and they're like, oh my gosh, Gandalf, you're here to save the day. Thank goodness. That's what it is. It's the ring. No. I I wonder (laughs) if the rings of power, uh, the new TV show is going to talk about that actually. I do. I just got so. so excited. I do hope so. That would be so cool. Like everyone has their own ring and we get to see like what powers those rings give them 
Yes. Oh, I'm Amazon, excited. If that's not what you're doing, then I don't yeah, want it. No, <laughs> <laughs> Nessa, though, that's a really good question. Like, I never thought of that, really. It just, just came assume. to me. This, this is the first time I had ever even thought about it. I was like, oh, yeah. Like, what do the other rings even do, though? When um, Gollum realizes that he has lost his ring, he, like, you know, throws a tantrum and all this stuff. And I wrote, now Gollum is the drama. I feel like mm-hmm. every single chapter, somebody becomes the drama. And this time it was definitely Gollum. But, you know, <laughs> I can kind of understand for one thing, the ring has this power over him. He clearly loves the ring, but also like the ring is kind of his livelihood because that's how he's able to go kill the goblins. So mm-hmm. without the ring now is what he, now what's he going to do? Know. I think I put a note down. I said, poor Gollum, yeah. no one to talk to, but himself addicted to the ring for so long. And now it's gone. Yeah. this was one of those moments where I had that sympathy that you had mentioned earlier Nessa that I was like yeah Bilbo did kind of now that Bilbo knows what he's talking about I'm like you're you're stealing his ring (laughs) and he knows it and that's like really not cool (laughs) I know I guess Bilbo could have just been like oh here's the ring I did I took it by accident like I'll give you the ring if you show me the Let way me out or yeah. something like Bilbo kind of probably could have handled that a little bit better maybe it was already taking effect on him in a very small way um, something in the ring was responding to him and being like "Ooh, maybe I could just stay with you and get out of this cave <laughs> that's true oh, because yeah. in the um you know the very beginning of Lord of the Rings it says the ring betrayed Gollum because the ring wanted to get out of the mountain because it can't mm-hmm. be used in the mountain. It's harder yeah. for Sauron to find it. So yeah, that's true. The ring was probably working to get to Bilbo. Wow. Or just to get closer to that back door, which is why it slipped mm-hmm. probably when Gollum had been using it that one time. I do love after that, I did add that Bilbo Gollum is the drama, but now Bilbo is the sass. He was starting to get very like sassy, <laughs> like in his, inner monologue I feel like at the top of the page when he says oh well if it's a matter of ordinary questions Bilbo replied then I asked one first what have you lost tell me that and I'm like Bilbo you're holding your side of this argument really well I know I wrote so spunky (laughs) yes yes I said oh my gosh he's so brave responding to that conflict (laughs) oh this is that that Gryffindor side that would come through that confrontation yeah totally (laughs) I know Bilbo really does hold his own in this chapter. Like he is pretty mm-hmm. impressive because honestly, this would be absolutely terrifying to be faced with this creature who wants to eat you and you mm-hmm. have to like say riddles to try to get out of it. And then yeah. you realize that he's like shrieking at you and coming after you. Well, very scary. And already told you that he was going to eat you. Yeah. <laughs> and I think too, it's a good opportunity. Like to recognize we're only in chapter five and to think about the character development of Bilbo so far, like from that chapter with the trolls, when he, you know, tried to steal the wallet or purse or whatever, and how he got everyone in trouble to now this chapter where he's like literally doing everything on his own. And it's not just luck or chance. He's like actively playing a role in this situation. Mm -hmm. That's true. He already has come so far. (laughs) Yes. Bilbo's amazing. That's why he's my favorite out of all the hobbits, because I like seeing him in his youth and how much he changes and grows. 
Mm -hmm. I had one of those moments, this chapter where I was like, I see why everyone loves Bilbo so much. I just want to be like him. Mm -hmm. He's so, he's so so brave, but like not, but that's what makes him more brave because he's like terrified the whole time and just wants to be at home in his hobbit hole. But he's like, well, here I am. So what am I going to do to figure this out? Literally the most relatable. Yeah. Like ever. Totally. Working I actually, hard to get to that comfort. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. And I actually wrote a note about that on the next page. So, you know, basically Gollum is freaking out. He realizes that Bilbo has his ring. Um, and then, you know, Gollum starts chasing after Bilbo. So Bilbo, you know, runs off, run, starts running away and Gollum runs past him because he doesn't see Bilbo because he has the ring on. And then Bilbo decides that he's just going to follow Gollum because he's like, if I follow Gollum, then maybe he'll lead me to the way out. And I was like, mm-hmm. look at you, Bilbo, so smart. I probably would have been like cowering in the tunnel <laughs> and like not moving. <laughs> I did see that as well, Lindsay, because I was like, good thing, um, good thing Gollum talks to himself. Otherwise, Bilbo would not know what's going on and maybe not know that he's trying to get towards an exit because Gollum's the one that was like the back door. That's where he would have gone. And Bilbo's like, oh, sweet. He's given me all these secrets. We were mm-hmm. all on the same page because I wrote down, thank goodness Bilbo stopped to listen to Gollum weeping because he heard everything. Mm, oh, yeah. Yes. Oh, yeah. And then uh, Bilbo realizes that his ring is a magic ring that makes you invisible. And this is actually where I guess I was on the same frame of mind as you, Nessa, because I wrote like rings of power because it says that he had heard of such things, of course, in old, old tales, but it was hard mm. to believe he had finally found one. So I was wondering if in Middle Earth, like, do they talk about the lore of the rings of power? Like, is that mm. kind of something like a fairy tale that gets passed on, but you know, you don't really think it's actually a real thing? That's so. a good question. I bet they do. I bet they do, especially hobbits. They love to tell tales, so they probably know more about it than they even realize. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So basically, this just continues as um, Gollum leads Bilbo to that back door, and then they end up kind of like Bilbo tries to jump over Gollum in the dark while he's invisible, and Gollum feels it, right? And mm-hmm. um, there's one line that Bilbo says he must get away out of this horrible darkness while he had any strength left. He must fight. He must stab the foul thing and put its eyes out, kill it. It meant to kill him. And then, no, not a fair fight. He was invisible now. And I'm like, oh, you're such a good person. (laughs) Literally like, I can't possibly do this because he's, it's not a fair fight. (laughs) It's so sweet. I I think I wrote a note about that too. I said, I love that Bilbo recognizes that a fight with Gollum would not be fair. And he feels, he even feels empathy for Gollum, which most others would not. And that's Mm -hmm. another reason he's my favorite. Yeah. Yeah. And I actually circled that he, it says he had a sudden understanding a pity mixed with horror welled up in Bilbo's heart. And I circled pity because, you know, it brings me back to the line in the fellowship when Frodo says it's a pity that Bilbo didn't kill Gollum when he had the chance. And then Gandalf's like, pity. No, it was pity that stayed in Bilbo's hand. <laughs> and <laughs> oh my God, it's true. It's Gandalf now. Um, and it's like, yeah, it's true. Like it was pity that stopped him. And I don't remember if in the book, 
that line came directly from Fellowship of the Ring, where Gandalf says it was pity that stayed Bilbo's hand, or if that's something that Fran Walsh and Philip Aboyan put in. But either way, I just love that it ties back. I think they probably put it in because of this part in the book. They probably wanted to use the same phrasing because I, I noticed in The Hobbit, there's a lot of words that are so similar to words spoken in the fellow, the beginning, especially of the Fellowship mm. of the Ring. So I think they were very purposeful about their writing uh, and using some of the same language. Mm-hmm. I just never realized that, Lindsay, that whole moment. I'm like, oh my God, it was pity. It was. Because we feel it too, you know? Absolutely. Poor, we're, this whole time we're like, poor Gollum. <laughs> I know. And yeah. I love that it says, no great leap for a man, but a leap in the dark. And I wrote one, uh, what is it? One small leap for mankind or one small leap for man, one great leap for hobbit kind. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. <laughs> oh my gosh. Oh my gosh. I just think the moment when Gollum is like done and is like, nope, I can't possibly catch him anymore. Right. And just like um, Bilbo can hear him, like ec- his screams echoing. Mm-hmm. I'm just like, wow, this is a villain origin story if I've ever heard one. Like, this is the ultimate villain orig- origin story. And now I understand Lord of the Rings a lot more, a lot better. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I wrote that this is the first time that we see that the ring has a will of its own. Um, because it says, you know, whether it was an accident or a last trick of the ring before it took a new mm-hmm. master, it was not on his finger. Um, so it, it really, this really is integral to understanding how the ring works. And then also, yeah, where did Gollum come from? <laughs> Why is he like this? Yeah. It makes me think though, that moment with the ring, like jumping off his finger or getting back into his pocket somehow. I'm like, Why? Why did it decide to do that? Because it was about to escape the mountain. So I don't see why. Maybe it wanna... wants to be discovered by the goblins because goblins are more inherently mm. evil. Yeah, he pro- the know. ring had probably already assessed that Bilbo was going to be a tough catch, whereas a goblin would do exactly what it wanted. <laughs> right. Or probably like right, right to Mordor. <laughs> yes. And if, if Bilbo gets caught by the guards, they're going to eat him or kill him and then go through his pockets and find the ring and bam. Now that. Yep. Wow. Look at that. Oh my goodness. Isn't that amazing? a clever yeah. cookie. <laughs> I know. So basically um, Bilbo like runs around while being invisible and tries to fight or hide, I should say, from the goblins like trying to find him so that he can escape that like doorway um and i love when the when they say that the sun starts shining in and it it explains that goblins don't like sunshine (laughs) i had so many flashbacks to us talking about this in (laughs) season one of like wait so orcs can be in the sun or they can't or they die or what's wrong with them and it was just such a simple sentence explaining that they simply do not like the sun and it like makes them weak Mm-hmm. I was like, where was this sentence um, a year ago? Thank you. I know. <laughs> Why can I not dig deep back into the memory of The Hobbit chapter five, uh, page 89? <laughs> I know. I know. You never find anything when you're looking for it. Mm-hmm. That's right. Thorin said that <laughs> a couple chapters ago. Oh my gosh. <laughs> There is nothing like looking if you want to find something. You certainly usually find something if you look, but it is not always quite the something you were after. Ah, 
<laughs> there we go. Life lessons from Thorin. I love those. I love it. <laughs> and then, of course, um, Bilbo escapes the cave. And Nessa, what you were talking about, he loses all of his buttons. I wrote down, knowing how nicely hobbits like to dress, I am sad about the ruination of Bilbo's waistcoat. <laughs> so eloquently said. <laughs> I know. <laughs> Your note is, like, so beautifully written. And mine are like... <laughs> Hell no. LOL. <laughs> LOL, no. <laughs> Yours don't require oh as much pencil and erasing, though, I bet, which I like more. Because <laughs> I get mad at myself if I spell something wrong in my notes. <laughs> oh, my goodness. I wrote my very last note is, wow, what a chapter. <laughs> like, that was really, really good. And I texted Lindsay like, oh, my gosh, <laughs> right after I had finished reading it. It was just so good. There's a lot in it that's just so, here I am, a vegan, and I'm going to use this phrase, meaty. <laughs> <laughs> There's just a lot to j- digest and, and a lot to like think about. And it's a very simple chapter, but it's also very deep. And there's a lot of, obviously, we had a lot of questions and interesting you know, thoughts on it. So I love this chapter. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I just love the riddles, I think. They're just so iconic. And I don't know that I've ever read that, read something like that in any other fantasy book now that I'm thinking about it, where it's like you have to solve riddles to save your life, basically. And mm-hmm. I don't know, it's just very creative and original. Yeah. I love meeting Gollum. Yeah. This was such a cool, like, you know, when you've seen something before and you have that feeling of, I wish I could go back and just like, watch it for the first time again or read it for the first time again and I just had I guess a very present moment of wow this is my first time reading it this is so exciting I'm really glad that you're reading it after watching the movies because I think it is kind of fun having that insider information as you're reading it so I'm so happy that you watched the movies first and now you're or the the Lord of the Rings movies first Mm -hmm. and now you're reading the book <laughs> mm-hmm. It really is the best of both worlds because you can you have all of the context and you understand what's happening, but you're still discovering this particular story for the first time. So I do feel like the reading The Hobbit after watching Lord of the Rings really lends itself to that experience. So it's so fun. Yeah, ten out of ten would recommend watching Lord of the Rings and then reading The Hobbit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and then we get to oh watch The Hobbit. Ooh, I'm excited. That's exciting. <laughs> I just cannot wait yeah. to discuss them with you, Kelsey, because it'll be really fun. I'm just, I have so many thoughts on the movies. <laughs> I'm excited to see what you think because yeah. you might. There are people who love the movie, you know. So okay. I just am so curious. To see how that discussion unravels. But Yay, me too. This was so fun. Chapter five, Riddles in the Dark. Bilbo finally makes it out. And it's exciting to see what's going to happen next. I know. And Nessa, thank you so much for joining us for this chapter. Seriously, you've been on our like little list of people we want to have on um, hobbits at heart and you're just lovely and I love everything that you brought to the episode and I just love you oh I love you too thank you so much I'm so honored and I love your podcast it got me through the quarantine oh that's so sweet <laughs> I was talking along with you <laughs> during, <laughs> during season one and oh man it was a lot of fun so thank you for having me I love listening to you guys <laughs> 
Aw, thank you, Nessa. Yeah. I'm so glad it got us through the quarantine too. So <laughs> yes, it did. Glad that uh, this podcast came out of the quarantine and I'm glad that like we said last time, we're continuing it now. And it's just so fun mm-hmm. to have, you know, guests on who have been listening along. So thank well, you. Well, thank you for thinking of me. I am absolutely honored. <laughs> of course. Well, I guess that pretty much wraps up this episode. Um, of course, as always, feel free to follow along our journey on Instagram. And I just can't wait to dive into chapter six. Uh, it's going to be another good one, Kelsey. So I'm super excited too to read chapter six. Um, so I guess we'll see you all next time with chapter six, out of the frying pan, into the fire. You've been listening to Hobbits at Heart. If you enjoy our podcast, please share, rate, and subscribe. And for exclusive content, be sure to follow us on Instagram at Hobbits at Heart Podcast. Thank you for tuning in and we'll see you next week. Bye. Bye.